Welcome in, it is Jabbing Out, episode number 34. I am Glenn Clark. He is Aaron Oster of the Baltimore Sun and Rolling Stone, where he covers professional wrestling. I do not cover professional wrestling. I bitch about it. That's what I do. He, he's That's professional. what you do. <laughs> That's exactly. That is what I do. Uh, glad to have you on board. It's all brought to you by WrestleCrate. Appreciate WrestleCrate supporting what we do here. And if you are not already signed up for WrestleCrate, then you need to get on it immediately. WrestleCrate.com. You're going to get sent right to your doorstep every month. A wonderful care package of goodies from the world of professional wrestling. DVDs, t-shirts, autograph stuff. Action figures, it's all there, and packages start at just $15 a month. You can get a 10% discount by using the code J-O-SENTME, J-O-SENTME, at WrestleCrate.com. You can follow them on Twitter, at WrestleCrates. Uh, we're going to do the fallout of Hell in a Cell on this week's episode. I think we're going to try to get a mailbag in on this week's episode cool. as well, good. as we haven't done one of those recently. And I don't think we have a guest. We're sort of in that with like holding pattern right now, but I don't think we're going to end up having guests on this week's show. So we're going to try to do some of that stuff that we've been promising that we would do for the last couple of weeks. But we're going to start out this week's show talking about, um, as the first two segments of this week's show will be about Hell in a Cell and the fallout from Hell in a Cell on Raw. But I want to start specifically, Aaron, with the issue that's facing WWE at the moment, which is... The void that's left with John Cena departing. And, and again, John Cena departing on top of what we've already talked about, which is that they have a lack of main event stars. Exactly. The ratings have been down, and among the, obviously the biggest reason is Monday Night Football, but among the reasons why ratings have been down is because we talked about you were never going to be able to survive losing two of your top three guys in the entire company and 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 just everything be okay. It it doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way for anyone. It would never work that way. Two, three guys that you really turned into stars. Yes. Um, you know, had like Daniel Bryan was popular as an independent wrestler in the Ring of Honor, but for the most part, these three guys, John Cena, CM Punk, Punk Daniel Bryan, Bryan, were WWE guys. They yes. they created them. They made them superstars and they lost two of them. And replacing that was always going to be difficult. Well, it's not only do you have not have them, but for a little while you don't have John Cena, you don't have Randy Orton because he's hurt. You are really yep. hurting for top guys at the moment, and you have a void to fill. And it is, it it really hit me watching the Fatal Four Way on Monday night. It really hit me exactly where the WWE is at the moment. Like, wow, this is what they trotted out for the main event of Raw. Well, to, uh, I agree. It definitely illustrates your point. I'll say this. The, it, it didn't really hit me then because I thought Raw was great. I thought that... I uh, thought it was fine. I, I thought the, the show, the direction that they went where pretty much every match on the card... You know, you, you talk all the time about how this doesn't matter, you know, watching... You know, most of the matches on Raw don't matter. It really felt like almost every match on Raw did matter. It was going towards something. It was, you know, a good match at the very least. Pretty much all four qualifying matches... And the Fatal 4-Way were good matches. And the whole episode felt like, hey, this matters. This is going somewhere. Yeah. I, I, I think it felt like, okay, I'm willing to watch again and see where it goes. I, I just, it's, a lot of it was, really, you want me to buy the idea that either Kevin Owens or Cesaro could win a Fatal 4-Way? I, like, I, I could, well, uh, yeah, I could have bought that. Yeah. Honestly, I was going in and I was thinking that 
you know, if they didn't, I'm still, and we'll, we'll get to the whole Roman Reigns thing right. in, in a few minutes here. Well, we're going to talk about it right yeah, off, because yeah. that's, that's sort of where the that, filling the void kind of starts. Well, filling the void starts with what they did on Sunday, Sunday night. Yes. All right. Let's so, start there. Okay. So Sunday night, uh, we had all been hypothesizing that it was going to be some member of the New Day that was going to end up uh, facing John Cena. There were rumors on Sunday that came out that Daniel Bryan possibly was coming into town, that Samoa Joe might be the one. And actually, when uh, Zeb Coulter came out, which is yeah, we'll really... Get we'll, we'll, get we'll, get we'll get there. We'll get there in a second. The, but the Zeb Coulter came out and said, uh, you know, I believe that we need to include more nationality. I thought he was going to say, from the Isle of Samoa. Right. And it was Samoa going to be Joe. Samoa Joe. Right, correct. What I did not expect in any way, shape, or form, I don't. I think you could have given me 20 guesses, and I wouldn't have guessed him. Well, I don't was know, Alberto we had been hearing the rumors that, that he was going to be coming back. We, we had heard the rumors that they were interested. Right. At no point did we hear that he was interested back, and at no point did we think that it would be any time before... Well, you know, February or March at the it, But it syncs up really well with their Mexican tour. Like, oh, except it's after their Mexican tour. But it's when they're in oh. LA and San Diego. Right. And, and, and it's, yes. You know what I mean? Like, they're in markets where there is a big Latin population yes. and I, it, it made sense. Yeah, it would have made more sense if he was on, on the, the Mexican tour. tour. Right, right, I agree exactly. with that. Though you almost wonder, is the Mexican tour, the re- they, they went to the Mexican right, tour and they realized they did not have as much success as yeah, they expected like, to. Oh, and crap, they said, okay, we just need to throw money at this. And, and it's also, quite frankly, shocking that he, you know, after every, well, it's not shocking, yeah. based on how Alberto Del Rio has, you know, acted with, with money and stuff. We know that this is a big money and, and good for him thing. But, um, you know. As far as we know, he was still calling WWE racist as of a couple months ago. I, I believe that to be true. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, th- this was legitimately, at least to me, I I was just like, holy shit when that happened. I did not yeah, expect that I, at all. I don't know that I was holy shit when it happened. I, and I, I, I can tell you I wasn't. Again, because we had heard rumblings about it. And also because it involves Alberto Del Rio, or as I like to call him, the Latin Seamus. Yeah. The, the the guy that you just don't really give an s what he does. There's nothing compelling at all about Alberto Del Rio, other than for the WWE to have a Latin star. That's why I get he's it. Good in the ring. It, he's good in the he's ring. He's fine in the ring. He's he's you know he's one of those guys. And and to me you know you always talk about Sheamus. I kind of put Randy Orton in that situation where I know I'm, I'm going, far no, more I know, compelled I, by Randy Orton. I know you are. Yeah. I'm, I'm saying for me personally where he's a guy that outside the ring eh. Inside the ring, I know I'm going to get a pretty good match from him. I'm never going, or very rarely going to get a, you know, match of the year classic out of him. But I know for the most part, I'm going to get a solid to very solid, you know, to good match out of him. I, I can count on him, I can put him in any situation. But, you know, he is to, to steal a phrase from WWE, kind of a B plus player. Yeah, that's what he is. And so. But it was still, it was still shocking to me just because I, I mean, they it, kept it quiet. They okay, kept it quiet. fine. So for a second, I'm like, huh. The bizarre way that they paired him up with, and, and the Zeb Coulter thing smells to me like we know he's not interesting. We know that you don't really care what's going on with Alberto Del Rio, so let's see if we can make this work. But I'm not fi- feeling it yet. There's nothing so far in the Zeb Coulter Alberto Del Rio thing that makes it interesting. There's no unintentional comedy that's involved. There's it's, no it's, irony it's that very makes it weird, and especially when you know. Yeah, I know Zeb went face there towards the end of the run with right. it. But, you know, we've kind of been conditioned for him to be a heel. Now he's a face. Well, and he's supposed to be a face, but it doesn't come off. It just comes off strange. It comes it, off strange. And, and the fact that, again, Zeb Coulter debuted 
to specifically to be a foil for Alberto Del Rio. Right. That w- w- when but again, he first that, that can work for me. I don't have a problem if you address it. If you, if, if you, if you make fun of it almost, right? Like that, if you turn it into, there's some irony here, there's some unintentional comedy involved with this, like, no, it's, that's, that's interesting. This hasn't been that. This right. has just been weird. Just Zeb Coulter, his, I guess what I'm realizing is that Zeb Coulter is very much not Paul Heyman. If he's not doing well, he, the way the people, anyone thought he was. I which, know, but which is the other reason why? Because you know, as much as you said you were bored by Del Rio, like he didn't need a mouthpiece unless it was a very good, very compelling one. And I don't right. know if Zeb Coulter is very good, not very in this compelling. Role. Not in this. He was. I loved We the People. I oh, loved we, it. Right. It, it was great. It was a great gimmick. Yeah. But it was a great gimmick. Well, there's that a no lot of good gimmick yeah, here. Exactly. Give me a good gimmick with Alberto Del Rio I mean, and Zeb I, Coulter. I, I almost wonder if this is like it, it almost feels like a shot at Trump. Is what it feels. Yeah, I think like. that's what it's supposed to be, but I don't think it's it's landing. Well, I don't and, think and it's I wonder there if they're yet. building towards something. If they maybe, you know. and if that's the case, I'm all in. Right? If if you get there, I'll like that. I'll well, enjoy- well, it, get getting two shots at Trump. Like, that's what I'm saying by getting there. I mean, like, th- this is going to build towards a big comedy act. I, I'm good with that. Okay, that's fine. I'm yeah. absolutely good with that if you get there. Yeah. I just, it's not getting there right now. Right. Like, you're not, you're not planting the seeds for, we're making fun of, again, that's good. That makes it worthwhile to me. Right. To have it be a bit where Zeb Coulter's, you know, it's supposed to be Donald Trump or something like that. I, but that's not what you have right now. Right. What you have right now is just this weird, Mex America, like that doesn't even. It, it, you're not even saying it so that it'd be funny. It, it, it's really funny though, as he as he rides in his his scooter and he has, you know, there, there are some angles when because the, they do the kind of half flag where you can only see the Mexican side. It reminds me so much of the Mexicals oh, riding yeah, yeah, down yeah. on the yeah. lawn deers. Right, right, right. <laughs> no, just, I'm I'm I, again. It, if you were doing this, like, Zeb Coulter was supposed to be a Fox News guy or something. All of that works for me, but so far it's just nothing. It, there's nothing there, and there's nothing there to begin with with Alberto Del Rio, so we're just adding nothing on nothing. It's, really it's, a, it's a great ball of nothing. But but it does, you know, it adds depth, if nothing else. Yeah, going back to the Cena thing, it, it adds depth. I, it was, I guess. He came out, he made a statement. I mean, that was... It's interesting it that... It was a terrible match. It was... Uh, it might be the worst match I've ever seen John Cena wrestle. Uh, it, it was... Based on, based on why? Based on there was no build to a finish. Based on John Cena kicks well, out on. of at least for okay. John Cena kicks, kicks out, out of, of everyone's finisher. But we John, complain about that. That's fine. But there wasn't even really a finisher involved well, here. This is interesting. The, the way they've been using Del Rio, you know, both Raws, he didn't use the cross arm breaker, which is, I, I wonder if they're almost building him as a guy who can beat you with. Which is which makes a whole shit ton of sense. A guy who can beat you with a bunch of different moves instead of one finisher. I mean, I guess, but which also kind of goes with what he is. And one John of the- Cena got rolled up after seven minutes against a guy that didn't exist for a long time. Um, was I, was really only a B plus guy to begin and, with. And is why the, is that a bad thing though? Here's is because that should have been because the match. beating John Cena is supposed to matter. And, and That's been the concept. This does matter. Why does it not matter? Because again, because it, it was only if if he had kicked out of that and he had kicked him again and then if it had been a, if it had been a really good match and it felt like well wait 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 what would have if how he many guys out there why would that have made it a good match? If they had built a match after that. There was no match there. It was just guys grappling for seven minutes until a transition move ended the match. You have built this John Cena U.S. Open thing for months. Right. You have had him kick out of literally every finisher in the, and then this guy shows up 
and is just so much better than John Cena that he's going to beat him in seven minutes? Come on, man. At the same it, time that we were complaining about him I understand out of that, thing. but you've built it. You've done it. If you were going to have him not kick out of something, you'd do that four months ago. Well, yeah. You don't do it now. You don't have him kick out of literally it was everyone's... A it was a statement, though. No, no if, it wasn't if, if a you statement. Want, if you want to say that... If you want to say that they don't do enough to build these guys as, you know, pushing them as a guy who's on Cena's level, that's how you push a guy as being on Cena's level. By having a bad match that ends with a transition I, I, move? I, I disagree it was a bad match. It wasn't a good match. It, it, was, was, it, wasn't a, it wasn't a match of the year classic. No. It wasn't a match of the night. It wasn't a match of the week. It wasn't a match of the anything. But again, you he it was built, completely forgettable. He built a, but you showed a guy who was on Cena's level. Again, but nobody really believes that. Does nobody believe? I mean, these are I don't know that nobody believes that. The problem is you don't get anything out of it. You, you, you don't, don't have John you don't, Cena you don't the next think night. Del, you don't think Del Rio's going to be in the title picture in a few months? Unfortunately, he probably will be. Well, okay, but they're again, they're trying to get the But that's start. way more out of the fact that he's a former champion than because he beat John Cena. Well, but John Cena beating John Cena helps, no? I it should, but it would help way more for a guy that needs to move his way up the card. Okay, well, now you're just complaining about who it is. You're I, not complaining about what compl- they're doing. I'm complaining about, about all of it. Well, but if, okay, if it was Cesaro who came out and beat him with the neutralizer in seven minutes, would you have a problem, as much of a problem with I, it? Not as much, no. Not nearly as much. Okay, because well, then, be, then, then the problem is that it's Del Rio, not it, how they I did didn't, it. I didn't say I would have no problem with it. I have a problem with all of it. You're, you're trying to hear the part that you want to hear, and no, I didn't I, say I, that. Well, I, I feel like you're, to, you know, bad match, and, and you're, you're focusing on the fact that it was seven minutes and it ended with a transitional move. But deep down, if it was, if it was Cesaro winning with the, the, the pop-up uppercut or something like that, or, you know, one, something like that. It I would definitely like, have more to offer, yes. It still wouldn't make a lot of sense if they booked it as a seven-minute match. I, this doesn't make sense. You have made it so that beating John Cena is what matters on your card. Right. And, and then and you buried it in seven minutes. And not only did you bury it, then John Cena's gone. There's nothing that you get from well, it. Did, did it bury it or did it, did it make him look even stronger? The fact that, again, he did what nobody else in the world has been able to do. And again, he's Alberto Del Rio. Well, okay, but okay, well, we're going back to that problem with you. Some people There's view multiple problems. Some people view Alberto Del Rio as a legit main eventer who could be a stud in this company. There are people At out there. Thirty-seven years old. That's no older than half the people on the roster. A lot of people on that roster are older. In fact, you're Kevin right Owens that. is thirty. Is not almost, thirty-seven. I think he's thirty-six. Is he really thirty-six? I thought he was more like thirty-five. But he is, I think the also part is the problem is that he's on his way up. This guy disappeared. Oh, you know, Kevin Owens is a lot younger than that. But yeah. there, there are several, I mean, mid-30s is not old anymore. Uh, yes, but you're mid-30s and you disappeared from the company. You have not been building on anything that you've accomplished. This, everything about this, for what you've made beating John Cena, this doesn't work for. This does not build a guy. Alberto Del Rio can show back up back and still be a former world heavyweight champion. Can still be all the things that he was. But th- this he could take a, need, this potentially, uh, takes him from the B-plus player who can't be a true main event. Did you on Monday night feel like Alberto Del Rio was an A player? Not yet. No. 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 But no. no you continue beat. You continue He's building. Alberto Del Rio. He's not going to be an A. You're not going to turn a guy at 37 that hasn't been around for the last couple years Batista? into an A player. You're Batista? not doing that. Batista was not 37. 
You when he came back on this when he came back he had already been a champion. Del Rio's already been a champion, and he wasn't an A player when he came back. He was no different than the guy he was he, when he, he left. He came back and he immediately won the Royal Rumble. And how did that go? Thrown into the main event. Yeah, how did he that go? Booted. That right, correct. Because he wasn't an A player. Oh, okay. If you if they have Alberto Del Rio okay, win the Royal okay, Rumble, it, it will not be greeted with. Okay, hold on. How many A player? Now here's here's the question. As far as the A players go, yes. if, if you're saying Batista's not an A player. Who, who's been an A player over the past I, it, that's 15 a huge, years? It's a huge issue. There's I, no I, doubt. I agree, but... It's I, a massive issue I mean, they have. I, it sounds like you're saying that Cena and... I named the three. We named the three. Well, I don't know how you don't put Batista on CM Punk's level. I, I agree. Because he disappeared for too long. You can't just disappear and show back up and say, Hey, remember me? I'm a big Brock Lesnar did it. Yeah, Brock Lesnar, because, because he went out, we watched Brock Lesnar every day for years. Undertaker does every year. Yeah, but we know that's a farce. I mean, we're aware that it's a farce. Um, I, I mean, we, we, Brock Lesnar is an unbelievable thing. Del Rio's been gone a ridiculously long, he's only been gone In a year. WWE life, he's been gone for an eternity. He's been gone a year. Well, he was also on SmackDown before that. Was it? I mean, well, no, I mean they, gotta, they, had already, he, they had already broken that he, down, haven't he they? He spent a lot of time on SmackDown, <laughs> you know, bro. I, I was, I was, honestly, I was trying to think. I don't – after I remember 2013 I, – I don't remember anything he did in 2014. That's what I'm saying. Like, that, that's the main this is This is – we keep coming back to this. You can't turn Alberto Del Rio. You, 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 you know what he is. You have a group of guys that you're trying to get well, to there, that there, level. There is a large chunk of people who believe that he can be more. They just misused him earlier. Maybe that's true. Maybe that's part so, of the problem. But you're not changing it at 37. You can change that. That's you're not, not cha- I, we I don't have, buy that. It's not I just 37. Not buy it's 37 it. in the amount of work he's already put in. You're not changing a guy into a rock star when we have all of this meaningless crap that he's been doing. When his biggest moment of his career was what? Trapping the big show under a, uh, a I mean, announce da- table? Daniel Bryan was 33 when he won the title, and he had five years of being misbooked and being, you know, kind of nothing. But we have an amazing, Dan. What, what is the amazing it's, moment that Alberto Del Rio is going to have? We don't know yet. But did, did you ever believe you Daniel re- Bryan would have that moment? When we started seeing how Daniel Bryan was turning, yes, 100%. I oh, guess. yeah, if you're talking about 2013, yeah, sure. And if Alberto Del Rio, four years ago, it started becoming this guy, then maybe I could Four years ago, him. he was, was he even on the program four years ago? Uh, he was. He, he debuted in, in 2012, I thought. Uh, oh, the, no, he won the, yeah. No, okay, he, he debuted, debuted in exactly four years ago. No, he debuted in 2010. 2010? Was yes. it 10? Yes. All right, fine. Yes. He debuted in June of 2010. I, I'm not writing Alberto Del Rio off yet. I'm not. I mean, I I appreciate that. I, the rest of the world already has. I, I, first of all, that's not true. The rest of the world has not written him off. No, you're right. Because there is a he is still a big deal in the Latin community. He's, he's you're a right about huge that. deal in the Latin community. He's a he's still a. We've big all name. watched Alberto Del Rio. He's and not some a people. He's, and some people think he's, he's a big the best because worker he's been on TV. Some people think he's the best worker on the roster. Good for him. Nobody thinks of him like an indie darling. No one has ever no, thought of him as no, Daniel not, Bryan. No, but he, some people still think he's, because of the way he wrestles, He's has such a unique style that some people love Alberto Del Rio. There are people out there, and not just in the Latin community. Where? Where are they? I listen to how he's, the interactions that he gets. There are no crowds anywhere that, that freak out in any way when Alberto, he was not a dominant heel. He was never a dominant face. He was just there. He's Sheamus. That's what he is. He's Sheamus. He's a better worker than Sheamus. No doubt about that. His character level has never been developed further than Sheamus. Okay, well, He's uh, Sheamus. I, I, I agree with you. If, if we're taking his last, basically fit, 
uh, basing it on the last year because you know it's funny because he was up against Sheamus and they had that's that part of the problem with them. They, they, they ran together feud. and they had that god awful feud. Yes, if you're taking that that last year, but how much of that is you know misbooking? I'm not that's saying. That's the question. I I, I don't. I, I think I think if we could go chance. back and completely redo Alberto Del Rio, could he be different now? Perhaps. Yes. But he's not showing back up after not existing for a while. The kids aren't going to embrace him. The people our age, the internet wrestling computer, doesn't embrace him. Who's embracing this guy uh, to make actually, him an ace? There, there's a lot of people on Reddit who love him. There might be some people on Reddit that love him. He is not embraced by the no, internet he's, wrestling he's definitely, community. No, he's not embraced. And a large part of why he's not embraced is because he was really because of how he was booked. And I'm, I'm, just, I'm not doubting that. I'm not, I'm, but if, you're if, you tell me, if you tell me that he comes on, he decisively beats Cena. I mean, the problem is he's not a compelling face. He's not, not that's compelling the, anything. He, I think he can be a compelling heel. I, I think I, I think, think that's there, the closest he's been to being compelling was when I he was think, a heel. I think he can be a compelling heel. The, the problem is he's he's in this weird thing. And you're right. They're they're already showing signs of misbooking. Him. This, 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 I'm this just is, saying he can be. Everything you do is supposed to matter with John Cena. That's what you built him to be. The guy that when someone beats him, it matters. What we have of Kevin Owens right now, you're selling Kevin Owens being in the main event because on Raw he because was, he once beat John Cena. Yes. And he didn't even win the feud. He just beat He's him once. once. Right. You have an opportunity right now to have someone turn that into what matters. Alberto Del Rio can show back up whenever he wants and still be a former world champion. The same way that you have shoved down every former world may, champion. Again, I, I just think there's a chance, there's a chance that I, they that they use this to take him from that B-plus player. Who do you think is more likely to become that guy? Him or a group of the younger guys? Uh, if you're telling me in main eventer in the next four months, it's him. Nah. I mean, he's going to be a main eventer because he's going to be a main eventer. Kane was a main eventer. I'm saying a guy no, that I mean, can a transition. true main eventer for the next four months, it's him. If they're looking then for it, the... Then they're doing it because they feel forced to do it. No, it's okay, not because I, I, it makes any sense. There's no question about yes. that. There's no question that this is a short-term over a long-term thing. There's F- Roman Reigns... Getting the title shot is probably a short term. Again, we don't know for sure. It's it's possible that they have him lose and then go all full full circle and make him make the, turn this into a real chase, which I would be all for. But it's also possible that they're just like crap. Ratings are down. We need to pull the trigger on this early. That's t- well. They, so 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 they are thinking short term. There's they, no question about uh, that. Well, we knew that the Roman thing was going to happen because we knew that as soon as Cena was gone, they wanted Roman to be Cena. I, I did not expect him to get the shot this time. As, as soon as they presented, who else was going to get it? I, I thought that we, we had talked about Triple H. I, I would have loved Triple H, but that's you literally have to change. You have to pull the trigger on something in order to do it. Well, you, there was you no pulled one else, the trigger on Rain. But I'm, there's no one else on the card right now that makes sense to be put into a... That's the problem you have. If, if the you had, only if, logical if Ziggler, choice you have at the moment. If, if you had had Ziggler win that match, it would have been a... It wouldn't have it been... It would great. have been another snooze fest. Okay, yeah. that's It would have been another one-month bullshit you know, feud. But that's where I thought they were going with it. Okay. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's fair. I mean, we, we had been talking for the past two months since we started looking at WrestleMania that we were, were pointing that Roman Reigns there. Circle WrestleMania well, I, on the card. I still think that Roman Reigns it makes sense at WrestleMania because you get the Ambrose back involved. The way that, that promo before the match on Monday night with Dean Ambrose... Dean Ambrose isn't going to sit back and be the character from an Omi song. He's right. just not going to be a cheerleader right. for the next few months. He's got to have more depth than that. Right. And but ho- the question is, does the depth come from them 
you know, from him turning on Reigns to the depth come from Reigns winning the title well, and it would Ambrose pro- getting it, jealous? Him turning on Reigns would be the most logical thing because they haven't fully been able to get people to embrace Reigns as a he's damn he's closer than Cena is at the moment, but you feel the Cena vibe with Reigns. Well, where, I mean, you got the let's go Roman Roman. Yeah, sucks it wasn't as now. loud as it no, is. No, it Cena, wasn't, and, and it wasn't. It was. It's still more. I gotta say that that crowd at Hell in a Cell was really surprising because L.A. is not normally that right, smart. Right, that was right, a right. really unusual crowd there. Um, uh, but, but the step beyond would be it would make all the sense in the world for them to have Ambrose turn on Reigns to try to make Reigns more of a face. The danger of that is, is people that latch on to Ambrose, Ambrose instead. instead of latching on to Reigns. Right. But it would be the most logical thing they could do to try to make Reigns more of a face would be to have Ambrose turn on him, cost him the chance of winning the title at Survivor Series, and then the three of them sort of do a dance around each other where Roman faces Ambrose at you know in December and then the two of them both go into the rumble it, like there's a dance that you can do with the three of them to get them to wrestlemania yes. all three of them yeah. which i we've all said all along is the most logical best thing that you can possibly do with this that we would all be really into yes we would all be no one would piss or moan about the shield all facing each other for the title at wrestlemania it would be great it yes. does feel like 5 months is a long way to get exactly. there exactly it's it's Feels but, a little early to but pull But five this months isn't eight months. You know no. what I mean? Like five months when, particularly because you have a Royal Rumble involved, which is such a different animal, right. that both of those guys, both Reigns and Ambrose, can go into the Royal Rumble. You still have Sheamus kind of lying in the weeds that can help you get through these five months. Right. I think you can get through five months with the three of them working towards the the WrestleMania main event. But you've got to be committed to it now. Yeah. If they're not committed to it right now, you, you pull the yeah. You got to pull the trigger. Right, if you're throwing Roman Reigns in the main event of the the title picture right now, then it's got to be because you have a five month plan to get all three of these guys into the main event or, of WrestleMania. Or you just want to. It's that you want to pull the trigger and, on Reigns, and you and, just want to. And you're just it. desperate, right? And, and maybe. You, but I'm saying maybe you if, build towards Reigns Lesnar. If, if desperation got you here, that's fine. I'm okay with desperation getting you here because I think they are desperate. Yes. You cannot have this complete lack of legitimate quality at the top of your card and not be desperate. Okay. I'm okay with them being desperate, but the desperation then has to come with a plan, right. which is you can make this work. Here's how you make it work. Yeah. And the way you make it work is by having it all pointed to triple threat WrestleMania. Everything you do, it, it starts well, with... Well, what if, what, if, what if they pull the trigger and they then steer towards Brock Reigns? I, I, I hear you, but you, anything you do that runs the risk of us never getting this payoff, this WrestleMania shield triple threat... Wow, I can't believe you're, you're going against the Lesnar... I know. Uh, I, this is crazy. I thought that would be the one thing that gets you, okay, maybe not triple threat. Okay, we'll, we'll take no, 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 Reigns Lesnar. It's, it's so... Because we've already got, we have already gotten that. We have already gotten right. it. The one thing we haven't gotten... Well, we did get a finish. Well, we didn't get a finish. You're right. And I understand why it would be logical. I'm yeah. not saying it's it's terrible if you get another right. Reigns-Lesnar. I'm not... Like, that, that was my first It's not my, my... My my problem wouldn't be that. It's that right now, you have a chance for a real program to get these guys to an ultimate mm-hmm. payoff at WrestleMania, the three of them, the match that we've always wanted, the match that everyone, the kids will love... The internet wrestling community, the one match Every, that you yes. can make that everyone mm-hmm. would be on board with, and it has to happen at WrestleMania. It's mm-hmm. so important. Yes. You have the chance to spend the next five months making it happen. But it, it's gotta be, you have to, one, have some good fortune. These guys can't get hurt. You know yep. what I mean? Like, yep. you, you have a lot that has to go into it. 
but it's the one thing you could do that you can start laying the seeds for now. Dean Ambrose spends the next three weeks being a cheerleader, then he turns on Roman Reigns at the pay-per-view. Then you have Reigns and Ambrose and Seth Rollins can deal with Sheamus in in the meantime. Or Del Rio. Or Del Rio, whoever you need to have him deal with. Um, and, and you can get through TLC that way, and then both of those guys can point towards the Royal Rumble, and whoever, you know, Sheamus or Del, or, or Del Rio that isn't involved can get uh, as Rollins in the main event at, at the Rumble. Like, or Triple H again. Yeah, or, correct. I mean, there's a lot of things you can do right. to get us to where we need to be. Yeah, and, and, and I, I guess the key, it'll be interesting. I, I think you're right. I think the question is, are they looking five months or are they and, looking and, one month? And that, as we know from watching enough WWE, it could be one month. We think it's way more likely that it's one month. And and if that's the case, that means they probably pull the trigger on the title run, and that would be interesting. Um, it would be. It would be interesting. The only thing to me that would make it terribly interesting, because I think if they do that, in, interesting in a it, wow, I can't believe they're right. doing it here. If, standpoint, if they not do a, it, you right that you want that big moment. But again, I do think that you have some danger if you do. If, that's why I'm shocked that they're having because that's not going to be the main event of the night. Taker and what what uh, he's what's going doing, on? Yeah, we'll get to that. Going, I don't know if that's the main event of the night. I, I think it is. I I hear you. They're saying building that. the whole pay per view around them. I, we'll we'll get to that in a minute. Yeah, Let, let's yeah, break yeah, here. Let's, for a well, hang on. One more one more thought about this. What you're saying is if they do pull the trigger on giving Reigns the title, then I think you have to be pointed towards Reigns Lesnar. I don't think you can sell Rollins and Ambrose getting chasing. Yeah, yeah you I don't might be able to. Mm. If you if you really if it, you, it's uglier. It's a lot uglier. Let's put it that it way. It is not nearly as natural it's, to do it this way. Because I mean, if nothing else, this gives Reigns, you know, I'm always talking about the chase. When it comes of to course. anything, I think yeah, the yeah, chase it's is, how you build faces yeah. is by having them And they don't do it enough. Right. They they in fact they almost never do it. Right. And you saw they were playing on that Monday night where they had him be emotional after he won, you know, like Right. It was this, just it was weird that it was like a 3-hour chase. Yeah, it, <laughs> it was, was like wait it, a again, second. Again, that I uh, there's a lot that's <laughs> been weird um the other thing i will add to it is not only do you have that but also i do think you still have this worry that if your big moment is reigns winning the title at wrestlemania that what you lead to is the crowd turning on reigns at wrestlemania a smarky crowd it's not behind if you it. build it correctly it won't happen, i think though. you're right i if you think build you're right I think that you're far better off now than you were 12 months ago or you know by the time you get to wrestlemania than you were 12 they, months earlier they, but I still think that that's a little bit of a concern about this. But I'm, I, it's not such a concern that I wouldn't do it. Right. I would be willing to pull the trigger on, set it all up for the triple threat, and I'm cool with Reigns winning the title at WrestleMania to try to have that moment. Right. Um, I think that works. Survivor Series, eh, I don't know. We'll see. Mm. I don't know if that moment works at Survivor mm. Series. All right, let's uh, grab a break. All right, when we, grab, when we come back in, we will touch on the rest of... Uh, what we've been talking about, The Undertaker and Kane, the Wyatt family, and uh, the Survivor Series is coming up. What else do we have going on as far as Survivor Series is concerned? We'll talk about all that next. It's Jobbing Out. I'm Glenn. He's Aaron. Come join Baltimore Ravens defensive tackle Brandon Williams this Monday night at the Green Turtle in Hunt Valley for a live radio show with our own Glenn Clark. The show starts at 7, so come early and join the Green Turtles all-new Happy Hour featuring $5 drink specials, discounts on your favorite domestic and craft drafts, plus old favorites hog hammers and crab flatbread pizza. This Monday, November 2nd, come meet Ravens defensive tackle Brandon Williams at the Hunt Valley Green Turtle. Park around by the movie theaters. The Green Turtle is on the second floor. See you this Monday. Monday. Are you a believer in the Retriever? 
The UMBC Sports Marketing Team is proud to support UMBC Athletics through marketing and promoting the UMBC Division I game day experience with giveaways, in-game entertainment, and much, much more. Tickets for Retriever Action starts as low as $2. Follow UMBC Sports on Instagram at Retriever Believer and on Twitter at UMBC Sports Marketing for all your promotional updates of the Retrievers. For a complete schedule of UMBC Athletics, visit UMBCRetrievers.com. The UMBC Sports Marketing staff looks forward to seeing you as a Retriever Believer at the Games. At Smythe Jewelers, we celebrate how big love can be. When your love for her is so big that you can't even begin to describe it, there's only one thing to do. Take her to Smythe Jewelers, the biggest jewelry store on the East Coast. At Smythe, you'll find the biggest selection and the biggest savings. Because at Smythe, we work directly with the diamond cutters. So we can help you find a diamond that's as big as your love. And that's why Smythe is where Marilyn gets engaged. Mike Jewelers in Timonium, Ellicott City, in Annapolis. Stay up to date with the latest Ravens game day info with PressBox's new Project Game Day. Use your phone, tablet, or computer to get a live stream of the latest social media, video links, and pictures keeping you in touch with every aspect of today's game. In front of the TV or on the go, use any smartphone or computer and get into the action now at PressBoxOnline.com slash game day. That's PressBoxOnline.com slash game day. PressBox's Project Game Day is presented by Smythe Jewelers and Parkcell. If you're like most folks, you drop by your local Royal Farm store for a fast, fresh, delicious breakfast sandwich on your way to wherever it is you're on your way to. But maybe you're ready for Royal Farm's new Scrapple breakfast sandwiches. For just $2.89, you can get tasty, crispy Scrapple with your choice of cheese and eggs on a biscuit, bagel, bread, or croissant. The new Royal Farms Scrapple Breakfast Sandwiches. Just $2.89 at Royal Farms. Real fresh, real fast. Wrestling fans, it's time for Wrestle Crate. Wrestle Crate is a pro wrestling themed mystery package that appears in your mailbox every month with action figures, pop vinyls, DVDs, wrestling books, fat heads, and much, much more. Plans start at only $15 a month and every crate contains a t-shirt from ProWrestlingTees.com or BarbershopWindow.com. Those t-shirts are $19.99 by themselves. Check them out at WrestleCrate.com and follow them on Twitter at WrestleCrates and search WrestleCrate on Facebook. Back in here on Jobbing Out, wow. segment number two. I, I know why. It's why such I, a really cool song. It, it's, it's a great song. But you have to get to the the really like this part is the you know this is cool for the entrance. The song itself, when you get to the actual oh, yeah. guitar, yeah. it's a cool song. Oh yeah. Um, back in here and jobbing out, Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster. Right, we, we we lied. We are going to do a guest this week. Yeah. We decided we're going to do a guest because you guys like it. I can tell that because we we can see the number of downloads. <laughs> um, this is cool for us locally because, uh, as most of you know, we are in uh, the D.C. Baltimore range, 
and the big local indie is called Maryland Championship Wrestling. And we've promoted them before. They're absolutely they're great. They're one of the best and, local indies and, and, in the country. And that's the thing. Like everybody's got an indie. There's other indies even locally. Maryland Championship Wrestling is one of the more significant indies in the United States. Yep. Um, they are constantly feeding talent to the WWE. Uh, big news this week. It's now official. Patrick Clark, who was on Tough Enough, is now officially going to the WWE to join NXT. And and most everyone on the planet thinks the sky's the limit for that young man. Um, so they're a big deal. And they bring in top-notch talent for appearances they work hand in hand. It's not just coming in for appearances. Matt Hardy worked for MCW. Was the MCW was champion, the MCW last champion. Year. Uh, Who's the current MCW Women's Champion? Mickey James. Mickey James. Like, yeah. they they bring in and and those the, the professionals and you hear them when they come on to talk about their events, like uh, Road Warrior Animal, who we had on a couple of weeks ago, glow about their experiences with MCW. MCW is the real deal. They have a new heavyweight champion in Maryland Championship Wrestling. His name's Ryan McBride. The king. The king. He's a local guy. Um, he's from Pasadena, Maryland, and he's a guy that's been been building to a moment. You know, like he's been a champion in their their company before. This is his fourth title now, um, and it, it, this one though seems different. It seems like he's now built to. He's kind of established as a guy you come to see in MCW, um, and we're going to talk to him uh, on today's show, and we're going to talk about guys like Patrick Clark and Adam Cole, who he's worked with before. But I got a funny feeling, I know he's had some injury issues, but I feel like he's building to something himself. I think there's something coming for, for Ryan McBride, and uh, we'll talk to him about all that in segment number three this week. Yep. Uh, we need an update on uh, the Fantasy League. It's it's me and you. It, and it's, and and it's, it's 40, neck I think neck. 40 points separate Neck and neck, right bro. Now. You better believe. Um, yeah, you got you have Kevin Owens, right? Kevin That's Owens it. is it's, my big one, yeah, and I was really hoping. And Nikki. Nikki, you better hope she doesn't fade from the spotlight now. That yeah, she, I'm a, I'm a bit, has, I am a bit worried about that. N- Nikki has been carrying you over the past. Well, you know what can make up for that is uh, Seamus Cashin. That, and that's what it might come down to. It, um, you know what? This is going to come down to Survivor Series. That is I that think, when does our yeah when does I our think season? That's the end? last day is Survivor really? Series. Really? So that, that if Seamus were to cash in at Survivor, Survivor Series, you, you win. I win the league. You pretty much win. If not, I probably can't make up the difference. Um, uh, I it'll we'll see. It, yeah, I mean, it would take something. I I don't think we can make up the difference without it, but. Uh, it's been fun. I mean, we, if the New Day st- stops winning, if they, yeah, if they but start... the fact that they retained, you know what I mean? Right. Like, that was a big They're, deal. Yeah, like that, that could have changed if they had lost to the Dudleys. But yep. um, we do it with Fantasizer. Tell us Fantas- about Fantasizer. Fantasizer, great site. They fans F A N T A S I Z R. no E, no e right. in there, and. Uh, they're, they're great. They are a custom fantasy league. Yeah, you have your average, your sports stuff. You even have, you know, wrestling stuff. And then you have, like, The Walking Dead fantasy. And you have other reality TV shows, other dramas, just basically anything you could ever want to turn into a fantasy league. And, you know, everything is better as a fantasy league, as competition. Like, of course it is. Every show. You know, I, I wish we had this for uh, 24 and we could have, like, oh, right. stacked yeah, up, yeah, like, yeah. number of kills or but something. Freaking, for somebody. It's funny you bring up The Walking Dead because, like, everybody's wondering if uh, someone, uh, I can't remember, the, who is it that I, might be dead? I don't watch Walking Dead, so, I but really I, I, I've but seen the content. All everybody's yes. talking about this week is, is this person dead? And I wonder like, how you score it. <laughs> right? Like, yeah. how much better would that be if you had a fantasy league? Yeah, That's great exactly. stuff. At Fantasizer. And we will be doing another season? I be, yeah, it's not, nothing's official yet, but most likely if after you, this season. If you would want to play... Fantasy WWE with us. Email jobbingoutshow at gmail.com. And we're trying to figure out how to make it work. Who would be in? 
because it's hard to do more than eight teams. Yeah, just because it, there's the only talent so many, pool is so right, little. Because it's just a, it's fancy WWE. Unfortunately, we can't right do, do like Ring of Honor and as awesome as that would it be. It would be pretty great, right? It's just it's not balanced enough, and there's you know we we have people who are doing the stats for absolutely nothing other than the fun of it, and to ask them to watch literally right, yeah, it's, it's, would be kind of crazy. It's tough, no doubt about that. Um, so we'll do another one. Jobbing out show at gmail.com is the email address. If you want to get in, send us a message right now and, and we'll uh, reserve your spot for whenever it starts up again. Exa- My guess is once this ends around Survivor Series, it'll probably take like a month off and then go like, the new year until WrestleMania. All right. Very good. Season. That's my guess. Very good. Uh, so we talked about some of these stuff related to the John Cena void. But as now we turn our eyes towards Survivor Series, the question becomes, uh, what are the Survivor Series going to be? And the only one that we're apparently setting up for right now, and might be the only one we have, my guess is they at least put something else together where they just throw a bunch of heels in a bunch against as, a bunch as of faces. they tend to do, which as, I, I hate it. They I tend to it. do is this Team Undertaker versus Team Bray Wyatt. And that's where we assume we're going. We assume, right. We don't know that. I don't know why else we'd be doing what we're doing right now. Just the the oddity of them being carried out is the one thing that makes me wonder, are they going to do something... Where they're part of the Wyatt family? No, like that seems to be what they're at least somewhat insinuating. Right. Yeah, it would be hard to buy. But it seems to be, you know, I kind of joked on Monday night when they pulled out Kane that I expect next week to do... uh, do a, do a vignette with the Wyatt family, like uh, the Collector from Guardians of the Galaxy, and have like <laughs> Taker and Kane in giant cylinders. And right, just, right, know, right. He's just collecting random legends, and he's using his trophy case. Okay, so how would we want this to go then? What would we want here? I mean, we people. I, I was told by somebody recently that we do a lot of fantasy booking. That's the fun of being a WWE fan. If that's what you're doing at home. So this notion that that's not what you're looking for, it's what you're doing. I love fantasy booking. That's the point of this, is to imagine what... You know how many times I fantasy book WrestleMania in the course of 12 months? Here, here's the you know thing. how many showers <laughs> I've taken in my life where I was fantasy booking a pay-per-view? Yeah, I got a problem. And here's the thing. With, with the way that Glenn uh, talks about it, you don't just want us talking about the past for, uh, <laughs> I'm just gonna for pitch, an yeah. hour. Yeah, he's just going yeah. to complain about it. So, you know, we got to throw at least... Where do we think this is going into it if it's not pure fantasy booking? Or where do you want it to go? Right. So so if it is Wyatt's versus Team Undertaker, if that's what we get. Okay. Who are the other two? Who are the other two? And and really, it's it's supposed Survivor Series is supposed to be five on five, isn't it? it they've changed so much about it. You know, they've had four on four matches. They've had five on five okay. matches. They've had six on six matches. All right, all right. Like they, They've had a little bit of everything. I think the traditional... The traditional Survivor Series is five on five, but they've done four on four. Okay, so who? How would you want that to go? How would I want it? To, yeah. Uh, and how would you want it? And what do you think they'll end up doing? Sure. I mean, obviously, Both. Taker and Kane are in there. Well, yeah. I mean, we're assuming. I think, you know, the, uh, the natural thing would have been Reigns and Ambrose, but that's obviously not in play Correct. anymore. Correct. Um, so we, we, and it would have given us more of Reigns Wyatt, and as I said, we needed to be done with it after Hell in a Cell. We, which, we needed that to be the end. You know. The obvious name right now would be Lesnar. Um, I'm gonna disagree. I don't think it's obvious. I, I think it's I think it's interesting. I don't think it's an I don't think it's a natural fit. I, I don't think it's necessarily natural because but, but there are no if, if you're teaming yeah, somebody with Kane and Undertaker, there is no such thing as a natural. I, fit I hear what you're situation. saying, but I think that it's more uncomfortable with Lesnar because he's not the type of face that. 
comes to the rescue of the guy that he just destroyed. You right. know, I mean, that's not his role. That's not which his... was a little weird that no one came. Like, it's yeah, I know. That, that's but, part but of again, who? Right. Who? Well, and, and that's the problem, which gets to here. Who? Right. There's like, no natural. These people have been friends um, with the Undertaker over the years because the Undertaker isn't there overwhelmingly. I know who I'd love it to be. There is someone who's been friends with Kane. Yes. Their names yes. start with J and J. Oh, oh, that that I, I thought I thought you were talking about Daniel Bryan. No, which would also make no, that sense would be for yeah, a right. That, of that'd be logical. I get you, but I you got well, two you got two not, spots you're not open. J and J. Why not? J and J are everything that's right about wrestling. Do, you do you, dick. Do you know why not? Why? Because it would be too good, and there I nothing know, would be right. able to touch it. Nothing would be that's able to touch it. The history of wrestling. That's a great point. God, could you even imagine? Like, there'd be so many people that would hate it so much, and I would be naked. I would be running well, naked how laps. Is, how is that different from any other day? No, I would do it. I uh, Sometimes I put on clothes. I got a kid now. Like, the kid's going to start bringing friends over at some point in his life. I got to start getting used to it. I was going to think the kid's eight months? Nine months. But, you know, I, I, <laughs> kids not bringing over any I, But friends. it's going to come at some point, and I just have to be prepared for, for the notion. Well, which is why you get it out of your system now. Oh, yeah. That's a good idea. That's yeah. a good idea, too. Um... I mean, the the names you would think of to be on the level to team with Undertaker and K, like that's one of the tough parts is you have to be, we've talked about this, the level of the Undertaker. And that's, it is tricky. That's why what you're saying with Daniel Bryan would Daniel make a lot Bryan, of sense. Daniel Bryan, Lesnar, right. Sting maybe? Ugh. Like, I, again, I don't want it. I, well, and I don't think he's, because of the injury, I don't think that's Probably possible. not, but who? Uh, I mean, Jericho? Maybe, but again, yeah, you like, don't really want no. that. You, you that don't want to go back to that well. It doesn't help anything. Like Ambrose, maybe the, the Dudleys. I, you know why, that would be. Why the hell? I mean, at least they come from the same that is the era. Wyatt, the, the Wyatt family versus the it becomes the Wyatt family versus the Attitude Era. Kinda, it kind of becomes the Wyatt family versus the, the, the Attitude Era, and also because I, I think that you've run into a brick wall with the Dudleys and um and and the New Day. I think they're gonna start. Really pushing. I, th- I think that's going to be one of the Survivor Series matches, like the random ones where we see like the New Day plus, you know, some other random tag team, like the Ascension maybe Ugh, or something like that. Not, versus no, they're still doing enough of the Ascension and uh, may, and Cesaro. Cesaro. So well, and well, you would have Cesaro on the other side with uh, yeah, I don't with think. the. I re- I, just for the, the record, I would players. really hate that. Well, uh, I would really hate I hate that. most Survivor Series I matches know. these days. I know, I know. Because they're, most of them don't make sense. I hear you. But I think the Dudleys could logically work with Kane and The Undertaker. I think there's a way to do that where you could you could sort of have them nod to, you know, we're guys that have been around. We know the, the roads that you've walked. We understand what this is like. I think you could make that a little bit more... Um, natural than some other fits that you can try to make in there. I mean, the nice thing about this when it is at least one side that is a, even if the other side's not a full unit, one side is right. all, to make it at least logical, whether it's good or not is another question, but to make it logical, all you have to do is have the Wyatt family, you know, just tip hold, carry out another person. Yeah, I hear you. I mean, I, so I, I'm not, I'm not saying that it would, again, it would make it good. But again, who? That's, I, who do you want the Wyatt family to carry out next week? Um, I mean, if we're going with the Attitude Era, who the Undertaker and Kane would respect, unfortunately, there's one name I can think of that nobody would like. Who? The Big Show. Oh, God. 
but it's very much in play. Oh, it'd be like Big Show and Mark Henry are the next two, <laughs> yeah. right? And like, like oh, it, it would very much be in play. Oh, wouldn't I it? would hate that match you so know, they, much. Oh, um, I would hate it. Bring, bring back Nathan Jones to team with Undertaker right. <laughs> and Matt Morgan. No, Matt Morgan was against Taker. Oh, that's right. They're yeah, against it was, him. Yeah, it yeah, was, you're, right. Uh, you're right. You're right. Who was, anyway, was, are you sure there wasn't a moment where Matt Morgan? Yeah, he was. No, Matt Morgan. Was which one of them had gone to jail? Matt Morgan was the one that went to jail, right? Matt Morgan was the one that served jail time. That sounds. Possible. Am I right about that? Because I can that, remember. Very I can remember the Undertaker like screaming on a SmackDown. What are you doing? He's already served his debt to humanity. And it was just the dumbest line well, I had ever heard. The, the Nathan Jones was it was supposed to be a handicap match or a tag match with like Big Show and. Who was Luther Reigns, maybe, or someone oh, like God. that? Against, uh, Nathan Jones and Undertaker, and then Nathan Jones, they were, they considered him, like, they, they were scared of having him be in the ring because he was <laughs> so bad in the ring, and they pulled him out of the match. Oh, God. He He's gone on to a nice life. He resurfaced lately, Nathan Jones. As a wrestler? No, but just he... No, he's an actor. He's, had been, yeah, he's accomplished he was in, as an actor. He was in Mad Max. Yeah, he's yeah. Been, well, he's done a bunch of stuff as an actor. Yeah, he's actually like, had quite the run as an actor. Um, ugh, God. He was chosen with the returning, the joint team Lesnar. I'm trying. I feel like there was something that. No, yeah, Matt Morgan was the team Lesnar thing. I know, but I could have sworn there was a point where. Nah, no, whatever. Anyway, who cares? All right. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, go, we're, we're just going down, remember? I know, but right? it's, you know, they're, they're, it's an awkward situation. Okay, but I'll give this. I'll give it this much. Um, they did well, a good actually, jo- you know on what? Sunday night. They did a nice job of of creating something that made me interested in what was going to happen on Monday, and I and I admittedly am somewhat interested in where they go from here. You, you know who would make sense? Who? JBL. Nah, it wouldn't. It would. It really wouldn't. I mean, You're just saying all, that. No, I mean, there's nothing about JBL wrestling right now that makes sense. Well, other no, but there's again, who you again? Who are you bringing in? I, I'm telling you that JBL doesn't make more sense than Dudley's. It does. Well, I mean, you you have him. I mean, a there's a past there. I, you can harken back to the, the. I understand, but there's nothing between JBL and the Wyatts that. Oh, but, well, but I mean, he's spent the past two shows screaming about how. The Wyatts are desecrating everything that he loves about wrestling. Uh, fine. Like, it's there. Dude, it's there if they dude, want to. That's so I'm, bad. I'm not saying, again. I know. All of it's bad. All of this doesn't, none of it makes sense as far as teaming with... So the answer is we just scrap Survivor Series, right? Like, that's the answer that well, we the, come the, to. Well, yeah, Survivor Series we, we move Money in the Bank in into the Survivor Series spot. We admit that Money in the Bank is now the fourth, you know, of the big four. And we just done with trying Pretty to force much. the issue with Survivor Series. Um, it would give new life for the fall if they did it, right? Right. I mean, Survivor like Money Series in the Bank has, has Survivor mattered. Survivor Series hasn't mattered. You, you can claim it mattered, but you could do that without the Survivor Series gimmick. You know, the, the whole team. Scene, yeah, know. but it's stupid to call it Survivor Series and get rid of it. They, they're not. They're no longer capable of making these matches right. that you want. Um, I think what's happening is the Triple H became obsessed with war games and was never able to make it happen. Right, like. It, and and like, just, I think it was mm, I don't know because there was there was talk that they were thinking about it and it was Vince who you know because Survivor Series is one of Vince's babies and he loves I, yeah he still views it as one of the big four and he doesn't want to get but it's just not it, well no it hasn't been for ten years now so all right so this is what we've learned what we've learned is cut ties of Survivor Series just be done with it move Money in the Bank Money in the Bank is the one that's the one that's the fourth of the big four at the moment right. put Money in the Bank in the spot but with Survivor Series the, the question would then be what do you do with Undertaker I guess you you just kind of have them face Oh well, I'm not. Yeah, yeah. You, I'm not. You can't do it now, right? I mean, no, obviously, no, no, no. you have to still do no, Survivor Series this year. Yeah, but, but I mean, I guess hypothetically, you know, we're we're all thinking this leads towards a Survivor Series match. Like, if it's too awkward, they can go with a Undertaker triple threat, and Kane versus like a handicap match against Wyatt Harper Rowan. 
and leave out Strowman? Strowman, you want to do that? Yeah, probably not. But I would say I'd say the better one would be to have it be Undertaker and Kane versus Wyatt and Strowman. And have yeah, that's that's reasonable too. But I I, I think I think this is going to end up. I think you're no, going to get a certain match. Of course, match we, there yeah, are, But the real question is now, what about all of these other they're, ancillary they're going, characters? They're going to get thrown into it because they always get thrown. And this into is the problem. Stuff. Right now, you have Alberto Del Rio, who just won your United States sure. Championship. You have your Intercontinental Champion. No, what you're going to have is you're going to have Team Del Rio versus Team Owens, probably. You know, that's not the worst thing in the world. Except the problem is that again, it, you're just asking a bunch of Del- random people. And, like, that's and, the and and what are they what are they fighting over? Right. And it, what it's are just, they? It's, it's a bunch of, you know, it's going to be Del Rio, Cesaro, Ziggler, <sighs> Usos, since they're apparently coming back soon. And again, I don't think it'll be the Usos. No, probably not. But again, it'll be five generic faces Neville, against Neville. Neville, yeah. Right. And uh, against Owens, Stardust, Rusev if he's not injured, right. and, 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 and Tyler Breeze, Tyler Breeze, and uh, and Stardust. Yeah, like that's what it's going to be. God, we know sounds, that's what it's going to be. It sounds that's probably going to kick off the show. Oh, Ryback should be in that mix too. Yeah, so Ryback's in there. Easy, whatever. Easily you know, forget about they're, him. They're all. Oh, know, and by the way, Sheamus is still a thing. Oh, if Sheamus will be in that match too. Well, if and but, Barrett. But somehow, you know, they'll, they'll pick their choices. So there's nine, nine heels and four faces. Well, Rusev is going out, right, so... Right. Um, look, I think this is the problem we have, is that we just become so depressed. And it, look, all of this stuff could matter, and it could feel like it mattered, but Survivor Series makes it feel like it doesn't. It's it's just, ugh, it's drack. Drack. We did get the one thing that we thought was coming, which is um, the, the Page uh, feud now <laughs> with Charlotte. It was a dumb way to do it, but... <laughs> she, it was stupid. I mean, is, is the storyline supposed to prove that, like, Charlotte's the dumbest person I, right, on the Right, I know. That's the like, problem. That's the like, problem. Like, that, that's, like, that's what that segment made me think. Like, All right, we'll let you, yeah, really, we'll let you back really into the group. Despite, like, shut up. Come like, on. Ty- Tyson Kidd put out a tweet that was like, oh, who could have seen this coming? And when you have wrestlers openly right, saying right. how it's stupid storylines are. It's not are, good. You're right about it. It's not good. good. Um, I, I actually I saw a lot of hatred towards the Nikki Charlotte match. I thought it was a decent match. I, I didn't think it was phenomenal. But I actually thought it was a pretty good match. I thought it was a good match. I, I thought Nikki... I know, think Nikki has I, become one of the best performers. I, I think she's incredibly compelling, and, yeah. and she, she's a very compelling old-school wrestler is what she is. I think she has been burdened by being a Bella twin. Yeah. I, I think that Nikki Bella standing on her own would be a great performer, mm-hmm. but she has this burden of... And I'm not... Look, I, Brie is the lesser of the performer now. She was a better performer Two years ago, right. we, we thought that Brie was the better of the two of them. Nikki has gotten so much better, probably yeah. related to John Cena somehow. Um, but I, I, I think that it's actually hurt both of them. Yeah. That they have to carry this Bella Twins thing because I think it leads to it's easier to just be dismissive of both of them instead of appreciating the fact that right now Nikki is a damn good performer. Yep, she, she's and, and again, these are two people that were carrying – the, the, the Stephanie uh, Brie feud was significant just a year ago yep. and and was the third match on the card at SummerSlam. Yep. Like, I just think that we, we it's too easy. You know what it is? It's Kardashian-like. Yeah. It's really Kardashian-like. We just throw, we just assume, if, if you're related to the Kardashians, it's trash. Yep. So we just throw it all away. And because now they're on a reality the show yep. and they're... We, we just throw it all away, yep. and we miss this type of stuff. Because I'm with you. I think that Nikki I, has I done it. It was a solid match, uh, obviously going to Charlotte Page and 
you know. And here's I, the problem: you still have, have all trio. of this other stuff. You still have Team Bad. You have Team Bad. You have Sasha, who everyone's chanting Correct. for, and is just not, not on screen because not, they're, they're not breaking up that trio. Yep. yep. When they have nothing for it, Naomi, who's like gone in on Twitter, yeah. like if you've been watching, Naomi, oh yeah, and then then something happened on Uproxx. Yeah, I don't know what that. I didn't. That, I didn't it was. I, I caught some of it on Twitter. It was just. It was some bad wordage in there. Right. Well, whatever. The, the but, point of um, it is that Naomi's like retweeting. Naomi's solid too. You know, she's a very solid performer. The problem is very she, good performer. You know, at this point, with all the influx of talent, as far as performance goes, she's buried, and she's you know, while she's good and. In any, you know, two years ago she would be one of the best two or three. Now she's like the sixth best. Well, and they don't. And again, they promised us a diva's revolution, and we never got one. Right, exactly. It never happened. Yep. There's, there's no room for compelling storylines involving female characters. It's just take these performers that we really like and throw them into the WWE divas division, which we really well. Hate. There, there's, there's room for it. You just have to actually. Try to build the division. No, they're to, saying they oh, don't yeah, have any room yeah, for it. Exactly. I'm not saying there isn't. I'm right. saying they're saying we don't have any room for it. Is there anything else we need to touch on from? Um, the fact that they don't have Tyler Breeze doing Periscope from his VIP oh, right, session right, is yeah. an absolute yeah, crime. Yeah, that's a mistake. That's a because mistake. that's great. And uh, I, you know, I, I mentioned it before. Rusev apparently at uh, main event uh, he was wrestling. I don't know, can't remember who he was wrestling. Apparently may have suffered a torn bicep, which <sighs> would put him sucks. out for a while. That sucks. Man, I was buying in on him as like this goes back to our first segment, right? If you had to throw your money behind one of these, and we should probably give this group of guys a name. One of this just don't call them the new generation because yeah, right, that, right. that didn't work out too if, well. If we had to throw our money behind one of those guys as the guy that we would we would most invest in to get a push, who would it be? Who's the guy that you would, if you were in the writer's room, right? If you were sitting around. Is, is, is this me putting on my creative hat or my business hat? Um, a little bit of both. I think answers. there's a little bit of both. Uh, my creative hat would be Cesaro. My business hat. Probably either be Rusev or Owens. But. I, I, I mean, that's, I, that, Rusev's the guy that I keep coming back to. Yeah. Of this group of guys, if I had to throw myself behind one. It would be Rusev. Uh, one thing we really didn't talk about at all. Uh, what, what did you think of the Taker Lesnar match? Um, you know, I, I it was fine. It was fine. I, I guess. I mean, I, I'm probably the wrong person to ask, right? Because I was so uninterested that I, I can't tell you that I think it was a classic. There was a lot of blood. I mean, I know that. And there's it was, been a lot it was, of. It was what I said. It would be kind right, of a brutal right, but yeah, methodical. You have pacing. to do it that way because yeah. of how you built it up to. Right. But was it a great match? Um, it was. It was unique for a couple of reasons. A, because it's the first time we saw a Hell in a Cell match that's been that bloody in a long time. Right. But again, the WWE was pissed. Well, there's there's conflicting reports. But apparently, they were. Uh, it wasn't the blood, it was this spot. Apparently when, you know, when Lesnar threw the doctor, that right. was actually him, that wasn't a planned spot. That was actually him throwing the doctor aside. Oh, Because really? he thought it would look good, and that's what, uh, okay. Vince was so pissed. Okay. That, that's the latest report, but, um, that we're ripping up the mat, that was, again, unique spot there. You don't see yeah, that. Yeah, but I don't really, know how much that really, like, again, told a story that unique. was, yeah, it was, it was, it was very it was unique. different, right. Yeah. I think, again, this is the problem of, okay, so, so it was fine, right? It, it was, was fine. Good. I, it, I enjoyed you, it. You did what you needed to do. Brock had to win. That's the way it works. But again, what does this do for Brock? And I know that we don't care what does it do for Brock because he can show up tomorrow and, and be Brock. And, and Brock sneezing is the main event of anything that he's involved with. Right. But, You'd you'd like to have him more involved, you know? You just 
Well, but, I think that's, know, that, I, I keep coming back to that. I'm not asking blame Brock there, for that. But one. I'm not asking him to be there for every week. I'm saying that I think a Brock Rusev match at Survivor Series would have been more helpful to the company than the Brock Undertaker match at Survivor Series. I just, I just don't, I don't know if that's true or not. Just, well, because that, I mean, that's a business decision. Again, from I, a creative standpoint, you're right. From a business standpoint, I think I don't for a anymore. long-term business standpoint. It, you 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 have a Brock Lesnar here to try to help make your next group of stars, and he's not doing it. Right. And and part of that is you protecting Brock. You don't want him losing to any of those right. guys. And how much is it really going to help if those guys just all line up one on one and get squashed by him? But you got to figure out a creative way, and they just haven't done it. It's been yep. far easier for them to do it this way, which is all right. Well, the Undertaker's here. Come out and watch the Undertaker. And uh, you know. I, I'm not it's, that it's guy. It's working. Well, maybe it's, working for somebody else. I'm just not that guy. Fair enough. You're not getting me to sign up for, oh, man, a 50-year-old is wrestling? I better be tuned in for that. That's the way it is. There we go. All right. Uh, we come back in. Ryan McBride, the champ from uh, Maryland Championship Wrestling. We'll do that. Then we'll go through our uh, quick count and our top five. It's jobbing out. I'm Glenn. He's Aaron. If you're like most folks, you drop by your local Royal Farm store for a fast, fresh, delicious breakfast sandwich on your way to wherever it is you're on your way to. But maybe you're ready for Royal Farm's new Scrapple breakfast sandwiches. For just $2.89, you can get tasty, crispy Scrapple with your choice of cheese and eggs on a biscuit, bagel, bread, or croissant. The new Royal Farms Scrapple breakfast sandwiches. Just $2.89 at Royal Farms. Real fresh, real fast. Come join Baltimore Ravens defensive tackle Brandon Williams this Monday night at the Green Turtle in Hunt Valley for a live radio show with our own Glenn Clark. The show starts at 7, so come early and join the Green Turtle's all-new Happy Hour featuring $5 drink specials, discounts on your favorite domestic and craft drafts, plus old favorites hog hammers and crab flatbread pizza. This Monday, November 2nd, come meet Ravens defensive tackle Brandon Williams at the Hunt Valley Green Turtle. Park around by the movie theaters. The Green Turtle is on the second floor. See you this Monday. Are you a believer in the retriever? The UMBC sports marketing team is proud to support UMBC athletics through marketing and promoting the UMBC Division I game day experience with giveaways, in-game entertainment, and much, much more. Tickets for retriever action starts as low as $2. Follow UMBC sports on Instagram at retrieverbeliever and on Twitter at UMBC Sports Marketing for all your promotional updates of the Retrievers. For a complete schedule of UMBC athletics, visit UMBCRetrievers.com. The UMBC Sports Marketing staff looks forward to seeing you as a Retriever believer at the games. At Smythe Jewelers, we celebrate how big love can be. When your love for her is so big that you can't even begin to describe it, there's only one thing to do. Take her to Smythe Jewelers, the biggest jewelry store on the East Coast. At Smythe, you'll find the biggest selection and the biggest savings. Because at Smythe, we work directly with the diamond cutters. So we can help you find a diamond that's as big as your love. And that's why Smythe is where Marilyn gets engaged. Smythe Jewelers in Timonium, Ellicott City, and Annapolis. 
Wrestling fans, it's time for Wrestle Crate. Wrestle Crate is a pro wrestling themed mystery package that appears in your mailbox every month with action figures, pop vinyls, DVDs, wrestling books, fat heads, and much, much more. Plans start at only $15 a month and every crate contains a t-shirt from ProWrestlingTees.com or BarbershopWindow.com. Those t-shirts are $19.99 by themselves. Check them out at WrestleCrate.com and follow them on Twitter at WrestleCrates and search WrestleCrate on Facebook. Boxing fans, this is Jake the Snake Smith of Baltimore Boxing. Our next boxing event is going to be Turkey Day Eve. That's November 25th. That's a Wednesday at Michael's 8th Avenue in Glen Burnie, Maryland. We're going to knock the stuffing out of the other opponents that night. Website is BaltimoreBoxing.com. That's BaltimoreBoxing.com. You can get your tickets there or you can call 410-375-9175. Tickets are $25 in advance, 30 at the door, $35 for Reserved tickets, $350 for reserved tables, and $500 for VIP tables, and $50 for VIP seats. VIP comes with hors d'oeuvres an hour before the event starts. That's from 7 to 8. Turkey Day Eve is the biggest night out. What a better way to spend it by watching the stuffings getting knocked out. And ladies and gentlemen, Mike Dietrich was one of my favorite boxers that I had throughout the years who passed away. And every year, he used to do a canned food drive. So this is it. This is the Mike Dietrich canned food drive. So please bring a can of food to feed the homeless. Thank you. All right, back in here, third and final segment. It is jobbing out Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster from the Baltimore Sun and the Rolling Stone. And join now, Aaron. We bring guys on all the time. Uh, We brought on Hall of Famers in the past. We brought on uh, WWE champions. We brought on Ring of Honor champions. This is really cool for us because we are based here locally in Maryland, and we're hanging out with the guys from MCW all the time, and they have a new champ, but a four-time champ now. He is the king. Ryan McBride joins us here on Jobbing Out. King McBride, it's Glenn and Aaron. Thanks for taking the time for us, and congratulations on the big win. Oh, the king appreciates the congratulations. (laughs) Hey dude, you know you are you've been a, you're such a great character. First of all, I got to tell you that you you've been killing it. You've been so, doing such a great job for a long time. But do you feel like you're kind of having a moment right now where where you're being appreciated beyond just the the, the people that come out at the MCW events? Like people are starting to take note of the work that you've been doing now for a long time. Mm-hmm. It's it's definitely a lot different than what I have done in the past. Like, I mean, I'm only limited to what I can do in the ring because of the knee injury that I had. So, like, I'm really having to think of, you know, other elements of it aside from the in-ring performance. You know, it's... But but it's, it's definitely evolved into something a lot bigger than I ever expected it would. Now, you, you're... This is kind of the culmination of a rather unique build in that... You are very much the heel in all of this, but you have been chasing the title pretty much ever since the Bruiser, who you beat uh, on Saturday, got it eight months ago. Uh, I believe it was eight months ago. And uh, mm-hmm. how's that been to to be a chasing heel and still been uh, you you've kept that heat with the crowd? Well, it's, you know, it was it was definitely a different situation. But I mean, as long as you keep as long as you keep the baby face strong, and the baby face just isn't going out there and you know picking up opponents and laying them down and you know moving on to the next person, 
you can keep your baby face hot, but, you know, he would beat me from time to time, and then I would just lay him right back out. And then, you know, I didn't lose in a uh, three-way dance that we had back in Glen Burnie back in June, I believe. My shoulders never got pinned to the mat, so I felt I was the rightful champion. Right. So I went out and got my own belt. <laughs> Ryan, it, it, being the being the champion in MCW is so interesting to me because it, it's such an important indie when you consider the number of people that have come from it, when you consider the number of important people in the industry that work with MCW. Um, how important is it for you when you are the champ to know, like, dude, th- you don't know who's watching right now. You don't know who's paying attention. You've got to be doing really strong work because you're carrying one of the more significant indies there is. It's uh, try. It's very humbling because what when like when I first got into wrestling, like I never had any intentions of it ever amounting to what it has. Um, I like I always wanted to work for MCW, but I was plenty I was plenty happy with just being an opening match. Yeah. Even if I only got to do you know one or two shows. That would have been perfectly fine for me. Uh, But, you know, when you're around people like Dan and Dennis and Bruiser and, you know, all the people that have come in and out of there and all the smart minds, all the smart wrestling minds, I should say, inside the business, like, you just can't help but want to be better and better and better. And, you know, like... You're only as good as you're only as good as your last match. Uh, you know, this is a big moment in your career, but it's been a career that you've had a lot of big moments in it. You are a former Shamrock. We, we've talked about the former MCW champion, a former Shamrock mm-hmm. Cup champion, a former uh, CZW uh, Junior Heavyweight champion. You've had a lot of big feuds with guys like Adam Cole and others. Uh, where, where does this moment rank in your career? Um, to me, um, this is number one because when I when I got hurt, like I never thought I would step back into a ring again. Hmm. Period. And then you know my doctor gave me the you can do it. I don't advise that you do, but I'm not going to stop you. Line so. Um, and just, you know, figuring out the character standpoint of the business and just being able to do a lot with very little is, I can't top it. It's going to be very hard for anything to top the whole, like, the belt means a lot. It's just the culmination of a year, a year and a half's worth of work. Yeah. Absolutely. He's Ryan McBride. It's at King McBride of MD on Twitter. He is the MCW champion. He joins us here on Jobbing Out. Ryan, when you got hurt, was there anyone that you talked to about it that had been through it before that, you know, you, you asked, hey, man, I, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this. Did you did you talk to any guys about that type of stuff? I Honestly, I didn't really talk to too many people inside the business about it. Um, my dad actually had a knee replacement surgery when he was 16 years old. So he was, and he's had multiple surgeries on both knees, so he was, 
he was really the only person that I, I, I confided, I confided in just to kind of get his advice. I mean, he, he still thinks, uh, being in the ring is not my smartest decisions <laughs> I've ever made in my life, but, um, you know, but he's not against it at the same time. Well, did, did you ever think about that? Did you ever say to yourself, you know, maybe I don't, I don't, I shouldn't be doing this? Um, I mean, of all, of all the things that have happened to me, I've never once thought that I shouldn't be doing it because if, if, if I wasn't meant to be doing it, it would have never, it would have never even been put in front of me. Hmm. Hmm. I mean, it's a, it's a good way of looking at things. You know, you, you were a, uh, a, a crowd favorite for the longest time and now you're doing the, the whole King gimmick with Justin Schlegel and, uh, you know, King gimmicks in wrestling are storied, and a lot of times, especially lately, they kind of fall flat. But you're absolutely killing it. When when they came to you, or how did how did that idea come about? First of all, this was actually um, like I give Justin a lot of credit for this one because we were after we did like you know my return match with CFED and you know Justin joined me. We had to kind of think of something for me, him, and Ken, and we just started calling ourselves the Kings. And then we were like, well, what if we do this? What if we do that? And, you know, what kind of mileage can we get out of doing this, that, and the other? And pretty much we just keep adding different layers of cheese to it and making <laughs> it work. Has there ever been a time where Schlegel said something that, like, you damn near broke when he said it? Because he... He goes after the crowds, right? Like, he is no problem. What was the line? He said a line the last time you guys were in Glen Burnie that was like, I knew we were in Glen Burnie because I could smell the GEDs or something. Like that. I just, I can't imagine that you got it. It's got to be tough for you to for it stop from breaking in those spots. I mean, you guys got to think, like, I'm in the back with him, too, and, like, we're always with each other. Okay. So, like, he... I usually get my laughing out of the way right. in the back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He'll usually rattle off. Like, Justin, like, he, he'll say it. Like, he micromanages himself. So he'll tell you 35, 40 times what he's going to say and ask you if it sounds okay. And, like, it'll make me laugh each time. But then, like, once we walk through the curtain, like, like I'm all business once I get through the all curtain. Right. Like, it's very – it's pretty hard to break me. Once I get out, once I get out in the ring in front of the crowd, you know we we talked a bit about some of the big things going on in MCW, and obviously this week the uh, it's now it's now known that uh, Patrick Clark is uh, getting his crack at the big time with WWE. He's going to be uh, moving towards NXT. Um, this is a kid that was just trying things out with MCW. Like, what do you what do you think of him getting this chance, and how ready do you think he's going to be for it? It's, Hey, you know, the, the WWE is, uh, they will be stupid to keep him down there longer than they need to. I mean, he's, I mean, he's got the look. I mean, he's, he's smooth as hell in the ring. You know, once they mold him to what the WWE type performer is, I mean, his, his as long as he does what they say, you know, gets with the right people, I mean, sky's the limit. Wow. Wow. Did you, I mean, did you know that the first time you saw him, or did it take you seeing him on Tough Enough to figure that out about him? I mean, I, I figured he was, like, if he didn't go to WWE, like, he was going to be able to go over and, you know, make money in Japan or down in Mexico or or somewhere. I mean, he he had all the traits, and he's got, he's got the height, 
he's got the look. He's good in the ring, and you know, once he can figure out some personality stuff, like once he can bring his personality out, he's gold. Ain't no doubt about it. Now that you're at the the top of the the MCW mountain and you're at the top of the card, it seems like a lot of times uh, in these shows you get to interact with some of these legends that they bring and you get to interact with these guys. Any matches that stick out or what's it like to uh, wrestle, I'm sure some of these guys that you've seen forever wrestling while you were growing up? It really all depends on who it is. Like, um... Like Matt Hart, being in there with Matt Hardy, just me, me and him, was pretty nerve wracking at first. But ever since then, it's it's easy. Like I'm real, I'm real comfortable around him. Um, I mean, it it really just depends on who on who it is. Like a lot of guys will make you feel comfortable and you know take your input and so forth from putting a match together. And some guys, I mean, I'm not going to say names out loud, are, are complete pains <laughs> in the ass. But it, it, it really, really depends on who you get. Have you had a moment where you sort of had to pinch yourself, where you're like, dude, I can't believe I just got to do that? Oh, oh yeah. Every, uh, about the past six weeks have been like that for me. I mean, I, I, actually, I could say the past year and a half have been like that for me. But, I, mean, I guess specifically, is there a guy that working with them gave that to you? Uh, Matt Hardy. Really? Wow. Matt Hardy. Just because he, of, of how cool he is or because of the reverence that you've had for him? Um, just because he, he was someone that, like, I, I, like, I, I've been into wrestling since 95, like, around the, uh, Bret Hart Shaw Michael Ironman match. But when I really got, like, when I was really, really into it, like, the Hardys were coming up, the Dudleys were coming up. So, like, you know, I was just super into, they've been, like, both the Hardys themselves, like, are the only people I've kind of been, like, starstruck over. Wow. Wow, that's really, I mean, that's really cool, man. You know, we, we mentioned Adam Cole earlier, and Adam's such a good dude. We've had him on the mm-hmm. show before. Like, when when you see him and the success that he's having as well, does it does it mean a little bit more to you as a guy that was sort of doing the dance with him for a little while there? It, it uh... It does. I'm 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 proud of him. He's uh I mean it's it's just really cool like it's really cool to see people that you've worked with make it. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, I mean there, there's nothing better. You you can't there there's there's no jealousy, there's nothing, there's nothing but I'm just happy for him. That's awesome. That's awesome, man. Well, we're happy for you. It, it's been a lot of fun watching this rise for you, and it's cool to know that, like, you're still only 31. You know, like, there's, oh, yeah. there's a lot to go here still, and you're in a great position to capitalize on this moving forward. And we know you guys have a ton of events coming up uh, that we want to make sure that we plug because, uh, first of all, like, how, how cool is this? We talk about some of these uh, in legends. You guys have, like, a freaking Four Horsemen reunion coming up. That's, that's kind of a big deal. I mean, you can't get any better than that. Right? Like, that's freaking awesome, man. Every time I think about that, I'm like, I can't believe this is happening. Like, I can't believe that's something that you just get to do, like, in a Maryland suburb. You know what I mean? Like, uh-huh. that should be happening in the middle of the ring on Raw, right? And instead, <laughs> you can come out and see it at MCW, which is awesome. You can go to MarylandWrestling.com right now to find out more about all the upcoming events 
for MCW, including that event on November 14th in Joppa, the Rise of the Horsemen. Flair's going to be down in Waldorf as well, and uh, Mick Foley's coming out in December. There's plenty of stuff coming up, and uh, Ryan McBride, the champion once again. Ryan, really appreciate you taking the time for us, man. Uh, congratulations on, on this most recent run, and uh, let's do this again soon, all right? Oh, absolutely. But, hey, if you think if you think what you've seen in the past year and a half has been something, now now that the belt's around my waist, oh, they, it's going to a whole other level now. We love that. Long live the king. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, yeah, all hail the king. Ryan, thanks, brother. No problem. Thank you, guys. Hey, dude, that was great. We really appreciate you doing that so last minute, man. Oh, not a problem. All right, dude. We'll talk to you soon, okay? Any, hey, anytime you guys want to have me on, give me a shout. Thanks, man. I appreciate okay, that. Right. We'd love to have you in studio sometime. We'll try to work that absolutely. out. That you come over, absolutely. we can hang out and just really like talk talk shop. You know what I mean? Like oh, kind of yeah. nerd absolutely. out a bit. Absolutely. Cool, dude. I'm thank you. Thank you, Ryan. All right, thanks, Ryan. No problem. Bye. And thanks to Ryan McBride for checking in with us. Good to talk to him. And again, go out and support Maryland Championship Wrestling when you get the chance to do so. It is segment number three of Jobbing Out. That means we need to get into our quick count. It's brought to you. By WrestleCrate, WrestleCrate.com. And Aaron, we always allow you to go off the reservation a little bit with your uh, first topic. What do you have this week? Well, mine's a, uh, over the past few days, we've been teased by uh, one of the best people who are the best at teases, especially on Twitter, and that's the Young Bucks, who announced, who was teasing. They had signed an exclusive contract for the first time uh, since they were with TNA. Uh, in a while, and it's, we've been hearing that there was a bidding war over them for about six months now. Apparently, they signed, and they signed an exclusive deal with Ring of Honor, uh, which means the King of the Indies are no more. They are not going to be appearing on any more indie shows, mm. and you know, which is a big deal because a lot of these companies have. We've seen companies literally schedule shows because they realize, oh, we can get the Young Bucks right, on a right, Sunday. Right, right. We're going to have a show on a Sunday right. here. Uh, they are with Ring of Honor. They will still be able to compete with New Japan. They will still be able to compete with PWG. But apparently Ring of Honor uh, opened up their pocketbooks and were like, we want you basically they, – they can now control which, everything. Which, in fairness, I didn't really know they had pocketbooks to open. And well, I'm not saying that – Sinclair Broadcasting is huge. Right, right. Yes. Um, and, and it's a sign – you know, they've been doing this more and more. We know um, – uh, I believe Adam Cole's on one of those exclusive deals. I'm not sure if Roderick Strong. I believe that's I Adam Cole, baby. Bebe, yeah. yes, is on one of those exclusive deals. Uh, I think Roderick Strong is like half of the, about half their talent now is on exclusive deals, which means basically they can control what shows they do and it's do big. not do. It's big. And uh, the Young Bucks finally settling down when, uh, you know, they had been making such a killing on the indie scene, doing you know three shows in a weekend. Um, you know, I talked to them for Rolling Stone uh, a few months ago, back <clears> in May. <throat> Name did, did, did you? I, I, I actually did. It was, it was great. Sat there for a But uh, they had talked about how uh, they wouldn't mind doing this at some point, but the money had to be right. It had to be enough to support the fit. Both of them have uh, new kids in the past six months, and uh, it has to be enough to make it worth. So Ray Bottom was paid a good amount of money for them, and uh should be fun, and especially now that they can Ring of Honor can actually book the Young Bucks instead of just, like, a special attractions as an actual part of the show. should be exciting there. Okay. I mean, I dig that. And, I, look, I if this is about a bigger commitment, you know, it's interesting. Like, I saw recently Sinclair is going to purchase the, ten- the tennis channel, right? So maybe this is big more about Sinclair kind of really trying to jump on in uh, in programming. Like, could you imagine a scenario where Sinclair became interested in Destination America or 
something like that to try to throw their weight a little bit. Yeah, I, I just I don't know enough about Sinclair as a brand. Yeah, so I don't know. It's if they, interesting. They've always been local. You know, they 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 buy you know the the local affiliates. Right. The correct. W, uh, you know, JLA Seven here yep. in DC or right. the ones uh, they WMEV Fifty Four in Baltimore yep. and uh, WBF Forty Five. And, and that's pretty much how they before the Destination America deal. That's how they distributed Ring of Honor. Correct. Was that it would just be on your local Fox station, whichever one happened to be Sinclair. And one of the reasons that uh, up until Destination America, it wasn't in Boston at all. Yep, correct. Uh, and, and it wasn't in, I think, New York City. I, there were several but, big but, cities it wasn't but in. But now they're looking to purchase a national television network. I get it, a small one in the Tennis Channel. I just wonder if they're expanding further and they see Ring of Honor as an anchor for something that they're trying to do long term. I'm not, I have no reason to know anything like that. I'm just putting it out there as a, a hypothetical because... Um, I would I, I would like that. I would like that. I would yeah. like the idea of somebody really investing in Ring of Honor and, and elevating something finally to being number two when it comes to professional wrestling. Instead of having a, you know, a sort of like number one and then a number four A and a four B, like I would like there to be a legitimate, credible right. uh, company that establishes itself as, as number two or, you know, not really competition. There's not going to be competition. Right. But, but something similar. Right. All right. Um, number two. This is just something fun that's been passed around the internet this week. And it, like, you know, the funny thing is I think we all want to kick Hulk Hogan because, well, there's good reasons to kick Hulk Hogan. But I don't think this is really worth kicking Hulk Hogan about. No, I mean, it's, it's fun is what it is. Yeah. Just to right? see. Just how how dumb Ted Turner was. Right. <laughs> so if you're not if you're not aware, this 1998 contract for Hulk Hogan with WCW was unearthed and passed around the internet this week, and it gave Hulk Hogan a lot. Oh, it essentially handed Hulk Hogan the bulk of the company at a point in his career where. Hulk Hogan should not have been getting the bulk of a professional wrestling company. I mean, it's crazy. So, so first of all, just two million dollars a year is, or a two million dollar signing bonus is pretty nuts there. So that's that's first of all. Let, let's run down this. Uh, a twenty thousand dollar promotional fee for wearing NWO merchandise during photo and television shoots. Twenty five percent of gross ticket sales when he wrestled on Nitro, Thunder, or any other WCW programming. 15% in all pay-per-view sales that he was on with a minimum guarantee of 675000 What? I, I don't, was that per show he was making 600000 I mean, that's what it reads as. Uh, you know. Yeah. yeah. So, oh, by the way, that $2 million, that was the signing bonus. It was then $1.35 million a year on top I'm of aware. that. I'm aware. And, uh, oh, oh, yeah, full creative control over all of what he did anytime he was used. And he was able to get it. That's amazing. He was able to get it. Now, it was the downfall of WCW. Yes, that, that was one of the big reasons. He was, he was able to get it. I mean, look, again, you, you come away from reading this sort of saying to yourself, good for you, Hulk Hogan. Whereas the, the truth is that this probably had a lot to do with the, the downfall of their company. But, I mean, jeez. It's it's fun to read it. I was really hoping to be more like in there, like uh, like like the the brown M and M's. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Reading Ryder, nothing is ever better. Whose Ryder came out this week? Was it Beyonce's or Rihanna's? One of the one of the two of them. Their Ryder came like out, that, yeah. and you're like, oh my god, it's wonderful. Like, how can anyone have ever been this specific about? This? Could you imagine putting together your Ryder for something? You'd oh, be yeah. like, 
Give me a bucket of fried chicken and yeah, like a couple you know, beers, maybe, right? Yeah. Maybe and, a nice whiskey. Yeah, yeah I like I like vitamin water. Give yeah. me like a vitamin water or two. You know, if there happened to be a peanut butter Snickers bar yeah. in there, I wouldn't mind that. If I'm in Philly, I would say like give, get, go get me a cheesesteak. Right. Like, you and know, you, like you that. read these like uh, these uh, musicians writers, and it's like. Well, I'm going to need a veggie tray with both a low calorie and a, uh, a spicy dip. Right. I'm going to need it needs to be kept at room temperature until this time. In which place it needs to be put? Like now, now whoever came up with that? Now supposedly it's done just to make sure that they actually read the writer for the important stuff, like right. the technical specifications and right. stuff. That that's kind of the whole brown where the brown right. M and M's thing came from, just to make sure they actually read the writer. Dude, but it's still great. Oh God, yeah. So I was a little bit disappointed that good, good for her. We yeah. get we get the Hulk Hogan kind. And there's no brown M and M's. You're like, oh, well, this isn't that exciting now. Like, I was really hoping there was going to be a lot more in there. I, I, I did like all this money, and he still required 175 dollars per diem for all uh, yeah, travel. Was, yeah, he's got to. He's got. I mean, guy's got to get around, right? Oh I mean, yeah, gotta, you know. <laughs> All right, and number three this week, uh, I have not had a chance to watch it yet. This debuted after Raw on Monday night on the WWE Network. They actually debuted a little before they, I think they debuted it, that was the official debut, but oh, they were yeah. like, here, here, you can watch it ahead well, of time. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yes, that, that was the official debut of uh, Breaking Ground. Yes. And uh, for those who haven't had a chance to see it yet, not completely familiar with the concept, it's it's Hard Knocks. It's Hard Knocks. It's, it's similar to Hard Knocks. It's, it's, when you watch it, it is. Well, Hard Knocks takes a team and follows them. This isn't, this isn't, you know. Okay, fine. Right. Well, you you could say NXT is the team, but, you know. And and they they kind of pass it off that way because in addition to following, um, they they focused the episode on three specific people, uh, Baron Corbin, uh, Tom, Tom Pistelli, I think was his ring name, but he was the former Savvy Piscatelli. Oh, right. The former safety. And then um, blanking on her name right now, but a 19-year-old person who's trying to be a a diva. Yeah, yeah. And uh, they focus on those, but you also saw, like, they came around, did ki- you know, they show them doing character work. So you saw Mojo Rawley in there. They followed Bailey for a little bit in there. Um, you know, various people around. They talked to uh, Sarah Motto, Jason Albert. I talked to Mojo, by the way, last Friday. I don't did know if you? you saw that. He and I were went back. We, like, I randomly saw that he – so if, for those of you that don't know, Mojo is a former University of Maryland football player like our buddy A.J. Francis. They weren't at the same time, though. Uh, they did overlap. They had like one, a year, maybe. A year maybe. or two, yeah. Yeah. Um, but Mojo is a guy named Dean Mutati who's just like the best dude ever. He's, he's, he's just fantastic. awesome. And I got to know Dean when he was playing at Maryland. And Dean and I have talked a number of times, but WWE is kind of protective of Dean and the media that he does. They're protective of everybody yes, in the media that he does. especially down so NXT. We haven't really been able to have uh, Mojo on the show, which disappoints me, obviously, yeah. and it certainly disappoints Aaron because we like the guy a ton. But on Friday, he um, he he tweeted something about, uh, oh, he's got the uh, Maryland uh, flag Zubas. Yes. Yes. And I'm so excited about it. So I just uh, sub, I didn't subtweet there, him. There's I a just, very decent chance I wear this for me. Oh, yeah. and freaking a man! I retweeted. I, I brought it. the flag two years ago. I'll probably do the Zubas this year. And I said, um, if you guys are wondering what I wanted for Christmas, go ahead and stop wondering now. And we ended up chatting for a little bit afterwards. Yeah. And it, this is not a joke. Thursday night, when my wife was getting ready to go out of town, um, she she turned to me at one point and said, because I was playing with my son before he was going to go to bed. She was packing uh, her suitcase, and I was playing with my son before he was going to bed. And I I said, or she said at one point, because we were we were kind of being aggressive, we were wrestling a little bit, and uh, she was like, way to get them all hyped up before we got to put them to bed. And I just turned to her, I'm like, we don't get hyped, we, we stay hyped. hyped. So we were talking about how I was yeah. doing that with my son. We had a really, it was a really fun. Yeah. I really love Dean. Like oh, you best. guys got to, you know. 
I know that there's some people in the wrestling his, community his, are down his, on on his gimmicks, you know, a little weird, but you yeah, know, God, whatever. I, I love Dean he's, so he's much. Guy. He's the best. Um, so oh, Breaking Ground. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they they film it. It's the filming style. You will recognize it from Hard Knocks. The the narration style, even though it's William Shatner doing it, not whoever they have for Hard Knocks. Uh, you know, again, the style is the Hard Knocks style. And I don't know if they're going to, you know, pick a different person each time looking around or if they're going to continue focusing on a lot of these people. But it was a great look. It was a half hour long, and uh, it was fantastic. It was exactly what you right. need on the network. Right. It was so perfectly done. Um, You know, look, I, I'm i intrigued. I, I, I watched it and thought this looks good. And it's just that having a pay-per-view this week, I had a lot of wrestling stuff. Because I don't watch anything live because there's always a football game or a World Series game on at the same time. So catching up with it has been difficult, but I'm sure I'll poke my head at it at some point because it did seem intriguing to me. Yep. All right, uh, that brings us to our top five for this week, and we, uh, we're we finally doing it again. It's the, the, If you've been listening for a long time, you know that the top five started with this concept that I had, which was, you know, we do a lot of bitching on this show. Mostly me. <laughs> Mostly me doing the bitching, in fairness. Um and you want to rave about something. Yeah, it's not I don't hate everything in professional wrestling. Just 99% of things. Oh, I don't know if that's true either. <laughs> but I wanted to create a segment where we would just talk about the things that we liked, right? Yes. And then that led us to using the top 5 for themes. But every now and then I like it if we come back and we do the original concept, and especially because I realize it's probably been two, maybe probably three two months, months yeah. since we've done a typical top five. So this week we're just going to do one of our regular top fives. These are the top five things we do still genuinely enjoy about professional wrestling, all right? Or about WWE. WWE. Yeah, WWE. Yes. It's very specific. Um, so my number five is Tyler Breeze. Oh, hey, that's mine. How about that? Well. There I, you go. I, really, I, I really like where you're going right now. I think it's good to have... I'm a little bit worried that he becomes Fandango or that he becomes Adam bit. Rose. The, the, I'm a little pairing, bit worried about in, it. In theory, the pairing with Summer is perfect. Like they, if you watch that SmackDown segment, it was a perfectly done debut segment. Right. It was so. I, I loved it. I love. I love the VIP section. Would have liked him to wrestle, but you know what? Whatever. I just. I'm always a little bit concerned. Always a little bit concerned. But. I'm, I'm willing to give it a pass. Yep. I, I think it's good. I like where we're starting. So that's yes. your number five as that, well. That is my number five, especially just the pairing of the two. And, again, we need Periscope in this VIP section. That's my only complaint about that. Right. Uh, my number four is – it's going to be specific. It's it's that we still get Brock Lesnar ass-kicker, eater of worlds. Um, that, Bray Wyatt's the eater of worlds. I know, but Brock Lesnar's really the eater of worlds. I, I need that when Brock Lesnar's around. I need Brock Lesnar ass-kicker. Because that's what makes it special. That I I am tuning in to see Brock Lesnar kick ass. That's what I'm here for. I think he's the greatest badass to have ever existed in the company. And when he performs, he needs to be the greatest badass that ever existed in the history of the company. I understand that you have to make other guys look strong at times. And, but if you're going to have Brock Lesnar involved in a match, it needs to involve him kicking a righteous amount of ass. And I still get it, and it still makes me love... Brock Lesnar and be thankful for Brock Lesnar even being involved part time mm-hmm. in professional wrestling because it's still something worth watching. Uh, my number four is a it's a, again a very specific thing and it's slightly abstract. It, it involves Cesaro and that's the fact that his move set is noticeably changing. He is mm. getting that WWE mm. package of moves. The 
you know, five moves of doom, if you will. But you can tell, you know, you look at Sunday, you look at Monday, he did a little pattern there. He went to the outside. He did those running uppercuts from uh, railing to railing. He did the spin. He went for, you know, he did the the, uh, rebound uppercut thing off of the the springboard uppercut. He's getting that WWE package of moves. And when that happens, that tends to to, uh, lead to good things. It means that they're focused on him. It means that they care enough about him to say, hey, I want you to condense these moves for a reason, because we think the crowd is going to pop for it, because we want the crowd to be able to say, okay, look, here's the uppercut. That means this is coming next. We can start gearing up for this. And if that happens, then that tends to mean a push is coming. That's true. I've been saying that for months now, so I've started to, you know, fade on that. But but seeing that noticeable WWE packaging of moves coming together kind of re-excites me a little bit. Okay. I mean, I, I, I can get behind you on that. Um, my number three is, it's something you bring up moves. Um, we all love the RK out of nowhere, right? Well, except it's never out of nowhere. Anymore. Well, I understand that, but... I like the idea of doing that with kind of everything. I it, Recently, it's been the pop-up powerbomb and the Superman punch. I like the idea of kind of like not being able to expect when they're coming. Um, I know that it's never going to be perfect, and it's not really out of nowhere, and it's not like... But I thought that the Superman punch that Roman Reigns delivered on Monday night... That, that was cool. ...was really cool. Yeah. And it's not a really cool move to begin with. So I like the idea of kind of adding in an element of yeah. surprise. And I think that they're trying to do the same thing with the pop-up powerbomb, where it's kind of coming in a spot where you don't expect it to come. Right. And I like that. I like being caught off guard. I like kind of having to watch or, like, looking up and being like, oh, my God, what just happened? Um, I like the idea. And I think it's what made the RK out of nowhere such a great idea. They um, just went too far with it. With they went too far. Of, yeah. I, I just love how uh, the last day we saw Horton, I remember this very specifically, he, he missed it. You know, he goes for the RKO, gets it blocked. Uh, and then it like almost easily reverses the move into the RKO, and he shouts RKO out of nowhere. Well, no, if you just tried it, it's clearly not out right, of nowhere. Right, I hear you. I just, no, I, yeah. I like the idea of these sort of surprise nice moves, moves yeah. and I think that they've been good. I thought yeah. that I really thought that the the Superman punch is terrible. It's just nothing. It, there's there's nothing to it. But it was fun on Monday night. Yeah. That, that whole Fatal 4-Way was pretty fun. It was fine, yeah. It, it was a very good... Yeah. I know AJ said it was the best Fatal 4-Way ever, which oh, is... Oh, well, come on. I mean, they, it, was, it was very good. It was good. I it was mean, good. It, it's hard to do a good Fatal 4-Way, and they did it well. Uh, my number three is the Wyatts. Uh, I'm kind of back in on the Wyatts. Yeah, I don't know that I'm there yet. I, I'm, I'm excited by them. I, I'm curious to see, again, for the first time in months, I'm curious to see where they're going. I'm curious to see... You know, Wyatt at full strength now with three guys behind him, a full family, uh, you know, finding out exactly what they're doing with, you know, carrying off the the, Kane, the Undertaker and Kane in the crucifix pose. Um, it's, just, it's all interesting to me. Yeah. It's, it's very interesting, and any time that you can make Bray Wyatt interesting to me again right. is, is a good yeah, thing. No, no, I, look, I want more Bray Wyatt. I just, yeah. I'm not quite there yet, but I hear what you're talking about. Um, my number two, you're totally you're gonna be stunned by it. My number two is Titus Osina. I thought you were going to be say Seamus, which yeah. I was gonna be really stunned. No, I really liked using Titus <laughs> in, that in that role on on yep. Monday night. And again, I don't think he was perfect because I don't know that anybody can make it perfect. You're you're doing it's it's tough, but I do think that Titus in some way is kind of an elder statesman and respected and liked, largely liked. I, again, it's why it sucks when you. Freaking take the primetime players off TV for a little while. They're too good. Stop doing it. Yeah. Um, but 
I I thought that he handled it well. Like I thought, you know, what he was, you know, what he reminded me of. I think he reminds me of Terry Crews, like the and maybe even specifically Terry Crews' character on Brooklyn Nine Nine, where it's like kind of a gentle giant. Everybody loves him. So, so you're saying they give the gave the Apollo Crews name to the wrong person, right? Yeah, you know what I mean. That might be the case. Uh, but I thought he really did a nice job, and I think it's just a reminder number six billion of why Titus O'Neil has been the most criminally underused performer they have had. Um, God, he is so great, man, and I just wish, just wish there was more for him. It it, it stinks, but um, I really like the way that they used him in that role on Monday night. Titus Osina is my number two. T- Titus Osina, I like yeah. it. I like it. Uh, my number two. So for the past. Specifically, the past four weeks, but for the you know for the past little while, we've been complaining about Rollins. One of the big things is that he loses too much and he's looked weak. Right. One thing on Monday, I absolutely love because while he lost and and the matches made him look weak, what really made him look weak was that he became cowardly. He became, right. He was he was scared of everything. He was scared of someone moving basically. What we saw on Monday. Was that cocky? There was a little bit well, of the. Here's the thing. I'm I'm okay with cockiness, and then when he, he you know he backs down for the heel heat, that right. I'm okay with. What I don't like is you mentioned Kane's name and he freaks the hell out. Right, right. This was great. He spent the entire show talking about how awesome he was, how he was the champion, how completely over the top cocky he was about it, and that's what we need. That's been one of the biggest problems with Rollins at this point is that for a while there he was when he had J and J behind him when he had the you know the back full backing of the authority he was so overly cocky and yeah he would back down from fights but while he backed down he would still say I'm the best I'm the greatest whatever as a you know the past two months that hasn't been the case and so to see the return of super cocky Seth Rollins is the best thing that could have happened to him. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I, I support it. I did like when he, you know, he said, I did like the, you know, like, good for Roman Reigns, he earned it. You know good, what I mean? I, he, he earned it, he fought me, and yeah, he backed down a little yeah, bit yeah, at the thing, but, but that's fine as long as up until he right, officially right, right. backs down, he got he's a good over down the top, yeah, over yeah, yeah, the yeah. top cocky. Alright, so, um, we all, we both know the answers in the New Day, but it's gotta be more creative than just saying the New Day. So, so tell me something that's more creative than just saying the New Day, cause that's what I got. Um, I, I love the, the, the unicorn horn talk. Yeah, the unicorn the, horn the, is the, really the, wonderful. The, at the beginning of the match when they poked each other's horns. Right. Right. And um, that that was just absolutely delightful. Yeah, it's pretty wonderful. <laughs> um, I I like um, just guessing what they're gonna do next. That's my yeah. You know, that's that's my favorite thing in the WWE right now is guessing next what what's next for the new day. Um, I did, and we talked about this off the air. I I'm I really missed Xavier this week. Like I can't lie about it. I really. I mean, but that that's just because it, it was still an amazing segment. But Xavier just makes it that much better. Exactly. But he, you know the thing is, like even though Xavier's the best talker of the three, like Biggie and Kofi both show they can talk. They're, they can both talk, and I would rank them. I would power rank them as talkers. Xavier one, Biggie two, Kofi three. But that's um, nitpick. I mean, that. But I'd still put even Kofi. I would put over most people in the WWE right now, just based on this was the character and how. He's interacting with people. It, it's amazing that a year ago, you know, he was, uh, you know, he couldn't talk. Right. Like, right. How how did this? How has Kofi yeah, how been in the compa- company yeah. since 2007, 2008, whatever? It Sounds was? about right. Yeah. yeah. Like it seems like he's been in the Royal Rumble since 2004. I mean, no, I guess it was. Yeah, I feel like he debuted on the main roster in oh no, oh eight. Okay. I think it was, because okay. um, he had the feud with Orton in 09. So, uh, 
Yeah, it, it's amazing. Yeah, no doubt. All right. Very good. That'll do it for uh, this week's show. Thanks again to Ryan McBride from MCW for checking in with us. Thanks also to Fantasizer for making the Fantasy League happen. And, of course, to WrestleCrate for making the show happen each and every week. WrestleCrate.com. To get in touch with us, Aaron, our email address is... JobbingOutShow at gmail.com. Our Twitter account is... JobbingOutShow. Uh, your Twitter account is... D-A-O-Ster. And you have coming up at Rolling Stone in the Baltimore Sun? I got a very special interview coming up in Rolling Stone. I won't say who mm-hmm. quite yet, but keep. I'm pretty sure it's going to come out... My guess is Monday. Okay. It's going to come out. I don't okay. know that. Don't Don't hold me to that date. But um, it'll come out early next week, and uh, keep your eye out for that. Okay, very good. You can follow me on Twitter at Glenn Clark Radio. Find out all my stuff at glennclarkradio.com, where I talk sports each and every day. Please continue to uh, tell your friends, spread the word, throw us some likes, throw us some subscribes, throw us all of those things. It all helps. Um, and we are still very much grassroots, so please tell everyone you know if you're into the show and, uh, you know, let them know about it if they're a wrestling fan. If they're not a wrestling fan, just ask them to play it uh, silently. Just, you know, press play and then press play, pause, turn delete. the volume down. Yeah. I don't, that's all yeah. I care about, no doubt. We just need to get the play. All right, so for uh, Aaron, for WrestleCrate, for our silent partner, AJ, I'm Glenn. Have a great week. This has been Jobbing Out.